0: Assumption. Becoming aware of assumption. I've been talking a lot about assumption lately. I've been talking a lot about like what looking at, looking for assumption might look like. And I did an episode, a kind of practice-based episode about how to find assumption, which really isn't the most. uh, I wouldn't say that that's that would be that that technique would be the most absolute way of doing this but it's just kind of a starting point uh, to get you started on how this might look like and things like this. So, what I become aware of is this deep, interesting um, thing when it comes to assumption, which is that a lot of this is infinite. Um, because once you start becoming aware of one or two assumptions, more assumptions pop up for various reasons, which we can get into in deeper episodes. Uh, and so you could literally spend your entire life looking at your own assumptions and noticing them, deconstructing them, debunking them, and still have 99% assumptions. Because of the way the mind works. Ah. <laughs> because a lot of the time, uh, when it comes to you, like 99% of us is on, on behind the scenes. You're not actually aware of what's happening. Uh, within your own thoughts and your own mind and within your own emotions and I want to do a deep episode on emotions and stuff like this but so because of that that creates its own set of interesting problems and so you can become aware of so many different assumptions that you have that you are able to actually go beyond uh, older worldviews that you might have had. It's a very powerful process. It's probably most, the most powerful thing you can do for yourself. It's just to become aware of your assumptions. And I want to do a, a, a more uh, practical episode on how to do this. Because the one that I did, it was good. It wasn't bad. It was good. It was just like. But <coughs> one of the things i become aware of is that there's so many assumptions that that technique is really only only going to going to work with certain things and it's not necessarily going to work all the time. And so you have to kind of take that into account when you're doing this as well sometimes. But uh, so this process is infinite. It's literally infinite. Like you could come um, you could uh, uncover 99% of the assumptions that you have now. But and, 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 and even undo those, but then that creates more assumptions. Uh, so I understand this process is, is actually unlimited. It, it doesn't really end. There's no final moment where like all assumptions are just going to be cleared up. That doesn't happen. It, it's never. It, and if you believe that it's going to happen, you're missing the point. The point of noticing, in a, well, there's a couple points about noticing and uncovering assumptions in the first place. But one of the points is that you will never be, have a moment where you are not deluded. I think, the pro, I think the truth of the matter is that you're always going to be deluded about something in some way. Even if it's in a very small way. Um, and that all you can really do is decrease the things that you're deluded about through experience and through uh, research and knowledge and stuff like this. Not, re- not even really like research. A lot of it is just uh, encountering understandings and knowledge and even sometimes opinion that is different from your own. Um, and just kind of looking at that and then looking at your own, seeing if you can find any assumptions there. And looking at the other opinion or whatever and look, looking to see if there's any assumptions there. And over time, by doing this, you can actually create a wider perspective-based understanding. So I want to do a deep episode on this eventually, but I will kind of touch on this a little bit here. But there's basically what I become aware of is that you can't, you you have no choice in whether you engage in philosophy, right? I've talked about this a little bit before in the past. But what I become aware of is that you have basically two, there's many spectrums, there's uh, that you can probably think of when it comes to philosophy. But like there's basically uh, when it comes to assumption, two states to be in. You can have an assumption-based philosophy or an assumption-aware philosophy. Um, the the assumption-based philosophies, or opinions, or whatever it is, you, you, you don't have to use the word philosophy, are unaware of the assumptions, underpinning their ideas, underpinning other ideas, things like this. They're unaware of the, oh, they are, they're unaware of the assumptions that are causing them to Get, become dogmatic and and, be, uh, and causing them to become stuck within their current worldview. That's assum- what you'd call assumption-based politic uh, assumption based opinion, understanding, whatever it is. The other end of that spectrum is what you'd call assumption-aware, <clears throat> which is, in my opinion, more powerful because you're going meta-upon this philosophy, you're going meta-upon this opinion or this idea or whatever it is, or just in ideas in general, and you're becoming aware of the assumptions underpinning these ideas, and noticing whether those things, those assumptions, might uh, be influencing things in the, in, a, in a way that you might necessarily, you might not necessarily want them to be influenced. Um, and so this this spectrum, I suppose you'd call it, uh, assumption based versus assumption aware, is where we get into the deep power of assumption, no, noticing, right? Because once, you're, once you start becoming aware of assumptions, it is almost infinite, like it doesn't really end. <clears throat> but at the same time, it, the more that you're able to do this, the more that you're able to uncover and undo and uh, whatever, the more you're able to go beyond Your worldview than other people's worldviews, and then even actually at a certain point, worldviews in general, or at least not worldviews in the way that we think of the term worldviews. Doesn't that doesn't mean that you're never going to have a worldview after that? But the worldview. ...is now aware that it's a worldview. It's aware that it's just a view. And it's becoming more and more discerning about... ...not only how this worldview can be affecting what you're seeing... ...but also it's becoming more and more aware of... ...why this effect can cause problems and cause consequences... uh, ...which... A lot of the other worldviews are not really aware of even even like the so, sort of what you call a rational, atheistic, scientific skeptical perspective that you that you might commonly be faced with within like YouTube or whatever is they might be sort of aware of this but they're not aware of it in the deeper levels. They're so the shit goes fucking so deep that like once you start becoming aware of it, like literally, it will start fucking making you just like. Look at it in awe and going like, "What the fuck? How does no? How, how does nobody else notice what's going on here?" Um. That's, that's the deep level of this. So, but the problem that you're going to be faced with when you start noticing and uncovering your assumptions is suffering, because at first. That creates instability because we have a bunch of assumptions about assumptions It themselves. Like a good example of what I mean by this is like, I used to have this assumption that says that if an idea or a worldview has an assumption, that worldview or idea is not true. That's not absolutely true. That's um, not false. There are some points to be gained from that understanding, but it's not absolutely wrong um, because of that assumption, whatever your worldview is, your ideas. But that's the kind of idea that we're kind of grown up into, especially if you're more skeptical and scientific, atheist, whatever. Uh, And so you can kind of get into this mindset, this worldview of, like, noticing assumption and questioning the assumption uh, and if you do that with certain things like Christianity, like it's, you're going to just keep confirming your own worldview. Um, but you've already done that with Christianity. Well, you you haven't done it as much as you think you have, but you you've already done the starting work with it when it, with this when it comes to Christianity and other religions and stuff. It's not finished and it's not even fully done, but it's kind of already sort of semi started um and so what you now have to do is you have to do now the same thing for your own worldview if you can't do that if you're unwilling to do that nothing wrong with that you um it's this is not a requirement necessarily but like if you're un, if you're not going to do that for yourself for the current chosen worldview that you now believe in now you're stuck in you will not learn or grow or Understand what's really going on here with these different worldviews and assumptions, and you won't be able to go deeper than what you currently are at, and so you're just going to kind of be stuck. Um, You know, same thing with Christianity, right? And uh, well, not just Christianity, but like, same thing with religious people, they will debunk atheism and and they will try to find the assumptions of atheism. I mean, they don't really, but it looks like they do from where they are. And there are some points that they may be saying that are sort of kind of correct, but mostly just aren't because they're not based in in, uh, actually looking at the assumptions of atheism and whatnot. And but but they will not they will not do that for themselves because once they do they have to realize that their typical christian god is not something that can be proven uh this is this is why atheism is actually in some ways more accurate than christianity and and more accurate than most religions but that doesn't mean that atheism is absolutely correct uh <laughs> because y- if you and that, that, that takes a lot of uh, deconstructing ideas to find the assumptions to really understand what that means. But from your atheistic mindset, if you're dogmatic about that atheistic mindset, you're not going to be able to see that. And you're not going to want to see that in the first place. Um... Now that's kind of like the deep problem that you're faced with. Is that you don't actually want to be skeptical about your own skepticism, your own atheism, your own dogmatism. Which makes you a dogmatist. And there's nothing wrong with that, but you, but you have to become aware of that. You almost, it's almost a, a requirement, if you want to go into tier two... I think the deeper levels of tier one versus tier tier two. Tier two knows what a dogmatist is and what it isn't, and atheists, typically speaking, are dogmatists just as much as Christians are. Um, Not always, but that's how that can work. Oftentimes, atheists are more accurate about things than Christians. But that doesn't mean that you're absolutely correct. Because what the mind does <clears throat> is actually a very freaky process. Right? But what it will do... Because the thing the thing that you have to become aware of is that no worldview is actually completely wrong. You know, you might look at like an idea or... Of religion or whatever. And be like, oh, that religion is so dumb. You know, because you're coming from atheism or whatever. And you think that that idea of religion or whatever is completely wrong. Or the person itself is completely wrong. But really what I've become aware of is that that's not actually true. I made an episode a while back called All Worldviews Have Kernels of Truth or Seeming Truth Within Them. This is a very important part. I might do a, a part two to this. Going into some deeper examples and and whatnot, but what we have to become aware of is that the reason why people become dogmatic about something in the first place is because there, there are kernels of truth or seeming truth that make this idea seem like it works. Um, right? And that's the deep problem. This has nothing to do with being wrong or being right. Uh, you know, we have, we always have to, like, undo that assumption of being wrong and right. Or at least the assumptions related to this idea. Because there's, there's a lot of assumptions related to this that keeps you from really seeing why being wrong is actually kind of freeing in some ways. Um, and how being right is not actually as, as Useful as you might think it is, um, whether that be in the moral sense or the uh fact based sense and, and things like this. Um, so but that takes some kind of going on to into assumptions, noticing assumptions, questioning those assumptions, looking at worldviews. Like, go counter to those assumptions. Seeing whether those worldviews can match, or at least certain aspects of those worldviews can be true, or at least seem true, or have some degree of validity to them or whatever, and just kind of go from there. That's the deep level of this. Uh, And so it's not really about, like, undoing all assumptions. You know, I I, I used to try to do this thing. I still want to do this. But really, I don't think it's even possible. But you know, sometimes we get stuck in like this idea that we have to do, do undo every assumption and just just debunk everything. Really, that's probably not even gonna be possible or useful for you to do this. Because what are you debunking it with? How do you know that what you're debunking it with is correct? And so to me, really most of the time what I find, um, and this is where we get into this deep level of uh, honesty and uh, how judgments work versus discernments. But what I become aware I was that most of the time what, what people will do is they will look outward and they will notice all the things that are wrong outwardly within the world. Like, oh the religious people are just wrong about everything spiritual people are wrong about everything there's all these wrong people everywhere that i look this kind of thing rather than actually doing something that's kind of uncomfortable but actually in in my opinion is actually very fucking powerful to do which is to look inwardly and go is this actually true what are some assumptions here become aware of these assumptions right but that takes work. It's emotionally uncomfortable. Um you know, that I and and honestly it, it is one of those things where you almost have to want to do that yourself. If you're not going to if you don't really want to do that, no amount of me telling you to do this isn't going to is going to make you do this. No amount of you even doing this because you think you want to do this is going to make you wanna do this more. Because it is emotionally difficult at first. Because you have a lot of assumptions uh, about uh, becoming skeptical of yourself. You, you think that this is going to make you uh, unstable. You know, there's a lot of uh, self-based identifications that you have towards these ideas, these worldviews. <clears throat> you know, because it's not its not like you just have a worldview and that's it, right? There's a there's deeper levels to this, right? Because you have a worldview, but not only do you have this worldview, this worldview is what you are. You literally have become this worldview. You, you identify with this worldview. And so and that's based on assumption. That's why it's so difficult to do this because you're not just undoing the worldview, you're undoing your identification to, to this worldview. You're killing part of yourself. Um, but this part of yourself that you're killing off is what I'd call the cancerous part. Uh, that's why self, this this is why the term like self growth and self-improvement to me is, is not really accurate to what we're doing here with these episodes. Um I guess the word self-awareness would be closer. Um, But even self-awareness assumes that you're not doing anything about the thing you're, you're aware of. And things like this. And so, like, you might d- start doing this work because you think this is going to give, get you to some place of enlightenment or stability or... Uh, stage or tier two, tier two stage yellow or whatever and you think that that's a good thing for you and it is, don't get me wrong, it's it definitely is but the problem is that it takes years to do it takes years to do and we have a society uh, purposefully or not, usually it's kind of like a, a, a product of our technology in, my, in a lot of ways but we have a society that is very instant gratification-based. You know, because what's what's easier on the mind, on the brain, on your senses? Watching a TikTok video or, or reading a book. A TikTok video lasts a minute. You don't have to sit very long and, and look at a TikTok video. But to really understand a book, you almost do have to, like, sit, or, literally sit there for like hours and, and read the book always i mean I, I do sometimes do s- moments where i read for like 20 minutes or 30 minutes but really what i find is that you have to literally read a book for hours hours and hours and hours of, of research really to understand something deeply um, but that's you know not as gratifying To the mind, especially nowadays, because of things like YouTube and TikTok and uh, Instagram and things like this to do, because it takes more time and it takes more concentrative effort to do this. Uh, And so you probably won't do it. Same Same with becoming aware of assumptions and questioning them and things like this. Because it may take you years to undo those assumptions. Um, You know, back on my political channel, I did an episode about how I was radicalized and how I was able to kind of go beyond that. And even at that time, I wasn't really even beyond it completely. It was still there. And I don't think I really even went beyond it completely until about... Oh God, I wouldn't even say... I mean, I I wouldn't say that I was extremely right or left or anything like that for the past couple of years. Oops. Um, But I'd say that I was kind of stuck on certain points uh, from those places. Even as early as a few months ago. That's, That's the deep level of this. And so you can't just, like, uh, get it done now in this kind of way when it comes to this. But it's, it's why it's so difficult to do. There's no real final step uh, when it comes to doing this. There's no moment when you're going to, like, undo the last assumption into that. That's it. There's no, there's no more assumptions. Therefore, there's no more room to grow. That's not really going to happen. You know, because let's say, theoretically, you could stop time and you can undo every assumption that you have. Well, time starts back up. Experience starts back up. Everything starts over again. Or everything uh, starts back up again. Um, And before you know it, you have more assumptions. Because, you know, that's how the mind works. Ta-da. And so, you know, the the thing about this is that it's not really about the assumptions themselves. I mean, it is. Don't get me wrong, I'm not going to tell you that it's not. But ultimately, it's, it's not just about the assumptions themselves. And becoming aware of assumptions and debunking certain ideas because of the assumptions and things like this ultimately what it's about is why why are you actually doing this um you know finding that why power is fucking important if you don't have the why power for why you're uncovering and undoing assumptions you're not really going to go anywhere you're not really going to do it or if you're going to do it, it's going to be more painful than it would normally be. Because you're, um, trying too hard, you know. Because you, 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 you think that this doing this would be good for you because I've told you this or whatever. Um, when that may not actually be the case for you because of your own assumptions or whatever. Um... <clears throat> and so yeah like this is this is the deep level of this this shit goes fucking deep as hell um and literally I could, I could sit here and talk to you for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and, hours and, hours and hours about undoing and uncovering assumptions. I might do a deep um uh, uh, series on uncovering assumptions within the most popular ideologies and understandings and shit like this. Because it would be fucking powerful for people. They could look at it and they could go, okay, this is interesting. Because uh, typically what I find people do... Uh, and this is true politically. This is true with basically anything at all. Is what they do is they... what They will take an idea. Let's, let's say you're on the right. They will take the ideas. They They will take the left... And they will take the ideas from the left that are wrong and that just don't make a whole lot of sense because they're full of assumptions and they're full of all kinds of uh, problems that we can e- we can all become aware of and a- acknowledge. And they will, because of those assumptions, those ideas, completely throw the essence of what the left is doing out. They would completely destroy it because they're not seeing what's really going on here. And the left kind of does something similar. With the right, right? They will say, they would look at the ideas that don't really make a lot of sense, the actions that don't really make a whole lot of sense, consequence wise, and they will throw the entire political right spectrum out because of this. But that's, that's fucking like, not just, that's not how we're doing this in these episodes. This is not what I tried to do, uh, and this is why it's important to look at the aspects over the whole. Um, you know this, this, um, this point of the importance of specificity and the dangers of generalities, right? Because if you just look at the ideas and only the ideas, you can still see the value in, in both parties. You can see the value in both. No, I wouldn't even say parties because the parties are. Let's be honest, the parties aren't really for you as much as you think they are. But, um, you know, you can look at the ideas that don't really make a lot of sense, but still understand the basic point and essence and understandings and whatnot that, that make the left and the right work and why they may, they may work as well as they do. Um... But that, that, that requires kind of nuance, and nuance is kind of difficult for the mind in these cases because you might be identified with the right, right? For, to give an example, and to admit that the, the left might have something about something, that might be right about something, is to admit, defeat, politically speaking, seemingly, that's the way it seems to go with people's minds. Uh, Because of these identifications they have towards these positions. (sighs) And the same thing is true for the left. This is what I mean. This is why I've said that 99% of the popular opinions are just wrong. They're not wrong because they're dumb or evil or stupid or whatever. But they're wrong because they're not looking at the aspects rather than the whole. They might look at the aspects, but then they look at the aspects and then they dump out everything else with those aspects it don't make sense um, I kind of got off topic here a little bit but uh, it is kind of related to this on. so yeah I'm trying not to make this too long here <laughs> but yeah so, to basically end this episode here, this this whole looking for assumptions thing is infinite. It's never really going to completely end. And honestly, if, if you think about it, I don't think you'd ever want it to end. Because if it, if it does, you could be deluded again. You don't know if you're not going to be deluded or not at that point. Oh, that's the deeper level of that. Right. Um, so, <sighs> just some, just some basic points about assumption, and uh, and whatnot. We can get into deeper episodes of this, because a lot of this is related to a much a uh, uh, um, a lot of this is related to a lot of other other things and ideas and worldviews and viewpoints and things like this that we can go into um, in deeper episodes. So, anyways, hope you enjoy this episode, and I will talk for the next one.